think it's it sounded great to me. I think it sounded great. Uh, how the, how the hell are we going to edit it? I don't know. Well, I that's what, that's the problem. Because I don't want to fucking sit here for an hour figuring out how to splice this shit together. So let's just start from the top. The very top? <laughs> yeah. How about from <clears throat> quick banter? The intro is fine. The tagline. Until you edit one of these, you're going to understand <laughs> just how fucking impossible it is. Just be like, fuck it, we can edit it. It's like, when, when you fucking edit one, this then, you, then this? you will know what the fuck it means to just say, yeah, just edit it. I just we, clean it. No, just cl- we'll clean it up later. No, Chris will clean it up later. Right. And Chris will fucking look at these wavelengths right. and be like, how the fuck am I going to make this shit go together? So what's easiest for Chris if we just right, go into beard Right, to start dogs. right from the fucking top because it's going to sound like goddamn garbage. All right, we're going to start from the top. All right, welcome to another episode of Inferior Men, the podcast that brings you all things business from two complete failures. That's me. <laughs> that is you. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing all right. Good, good. So we, uh, we've been scouring the earth for some uh, great business articles and, and businesses to review this week, and we've had some great letters and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but first I want to talk oh, about what okay. we were talking about on the way here, oh, okay. is uh, spiking coffee. Okay, you said you don't. Yeah, you don't, you're not about. Well, your I feel like I've just gotten to the point in my life where I have no shame. I'll just drink a beer at 10 a.m. if I damn well please. Yeah, you'll wake up and just drink drink whiskey. <laughs> Why not? Well, I don't know. If, I don't think I will drink whiskey. Not hard but, liquor. No, mm-hmm. but perhaps in a Bloody Mary. And mm-hmm. so you'd wake up and make a Bloody Mary. No, I'm not going to do it. See, that's what I'm saying. But I don't drink that often in the morning. Now, what about uh, for like a dessert coffee? Would you spike it then with a liqueur? Maybe. A nice these, aren't, these aren't choices that I make. These are opportunities that I'll take advantage of. I think I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's oftentimes when people order coffee drinks spiked that I'm like, huh. Because that, that's, that's like ordering a vodka Red Bull. Right. You know? What are we doing? Pick one. Upper and downer. Pick one. Yeah. What do you want? Cocaine or you want weed? <laughs> you can have weed cocaine, but why? Yeah, what kind of party are we getting into? Why do here? a stimulant and a downer? <clears throat> exactly. Um, anyway, uh, let's actually. Get, you know oh, what? Jesus, <laughs> for fuck's sake! I actually, you and this stuff. It actually makes more sense to do coke and weed than it does for me to do coffee and liqueur. Why? Because those are extremes. Like those are drugs. You're you're doing mind altering drugs. Where coffee and liquor, it's like, what are you what are you doing? You know, pick Why? one. Just because it's like a little more tame. Yeah, it's something. So because it's something that your mother might drink. You're not. <laughs> it's something that Patty Hun would drink. <laughs> Patty Hun would. No, she she does tea. My tea, mother tea and whiskey. My mother was all about tea growing up. But would she put whiskey in it? I'm I'm sure when she was younger she did. My mother loves tea. I can't describe to you how many of those. Uh, automated teapot kettles, you know, that are like plastic and you flip, flip the switch. Yeah. She just burns through she them. Bur- she, Chris, she literally burns through them. The hot plate burns <laughs> through the kettle. 
It's insane. <laughs> God bless her, though. Oh, well, uh, speaking of alcoholic drinks, yeah. uh, we... Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't take credit for this. Steve, you actually came across I did. this one. So we have a segment called The Next Great Idea. And and Chris Chris does a good job, as we'll find out later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tried to come... I'm worse at it. And I thought of a great idea. And then I always Google it. And it always already has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, that'd be great for like dog beer. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it. And dog beer exists. Now, I intentionally tried to stay a little ignorant on this sure. one because I, <clears throat> when you described this to me, we had it in the set list for today, and it kind of made me angry, and I oh. would rather okay. vent my anger at the podcast than yeah. to get it out of my system well, beforehand. Well, when you hear dog beer, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is just great to say coming out of my mouth, right? why, why do you just get Im- immediately crotchety old man Torre angry at it? <laughs> Dogs. Okay. These Let's are talk the, about them. These are the animals that are, it's well documented that these stupid beasts will eat anything, including their own feces and vomit. And so cat why, feces. Exactly. Other people's feces. <laughs> anything. Probably mine. They, if will I allowed get, them. they will root through garbage. Mm-hmm. They will do whatever. Why are we making some sort of like craft beverage just for them? Now, before you continue, are mm-hmm. you a dog person or are you a cat person? I think that goes without saying. I'm I think a cat you're a cat person. person. And mm-hmm. I think, let I just want to preface this by saying everything you're going to say is under the biased lens that you are a cat person. So I just think about that as you carry on your wayward son. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> why don't you give me a little? Give me a little bit more information. Maybe you can change my mind. I on, probably won't. On our dog. Okay. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the spoiler. I probably won't. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, it has no alcohol, or hops, no. or carbonation, but it's otherwise meant to recreate the beer experience as closely as possible in a way that's safe for the digestive tract of dogs. The formula contains barley, malt, dandelion, flax, and in parentheses, chicken flavoring, like so many good beers. <laughs> so it's it's cold soup. It's is what it is. It's a, there's barley it's and chicken stock scam. in it. Yeah. It is for all those dog lovers, it's piss in a bottle and you slap dog juice on it. And they flock to it. And you, did they did they have a pricing on here? I, I got to go through here. Is this like in a six pack? Is so this, just this a is one from off? this is from the Atlantic.com. There's no. It's more about how it's an herbal drink. Um, and you lost it's me. It's an anxiety blend. And I looked at this for mm-hmm. a split second, and there's yeah. a picture of this little bulldog sitting next to a bottle that Behind says it. "Bottom Sniffer." And he's like, and it's like, come on, man. Bottom Sniffer. I didn't realize that. <laughs> now I will say, if you uh-huh. had this as an arcade brewery beer, yeah, what could have happened? Uh, well, I, I don't. Well, this isn't a beer, first off, so I'm not sure how to even answer that question. What we're talking about here is just putting anything in a bottle that a dog can consume and just calling it beer for it dogs. Says, it says, so that human can share a beer of their own and a beer for their dog as well. When I was in high school, my parents went away and I had a party at my house. And uh, my friend Tyler uh, <laughs> fed my dog Lucky mm-hmm. um, apple Smirnoff vodka. That's dog vodka. Right. <laughs> like that's dog vodka. Right? Yeah. 
but with with this, bo- <laughs> but you can't do that. But with the bottom sniffer thing, this whole this whole beer for dogs is that the ingredients in beer, like hops, are actually fatal to dogs. If hop, if a dog eats hops, yeah, it'll kill it. It'll get hyperthermia. It'll get incredibly hot and just it'll die from overheat. You go to a lot of dive bars though, and they there's dogs sitting in those bars, and you know that drunk people are feeding them beers. Sure, and I mean dogs have dogs will lap up beer. I don't think like a little bit of it would kill them, but it's like making uh, dog safe chocolate. Mm. Like, who cares? But why? but then it's not chocolate. That goes back to your point. This isn't beer. That's why not don't chocolate. you just have a big bag of kibble that says poison, poison mm. for dogs? But the, it's edible poison. Mm. I don't. I don't understand it. Who are they marketing to exactly? Because yeah. it's not towards the dogs. No, it's the, to do- the dog. Dog lovers. That's who as we've already towards. said. The dog will eat its own feces. So having a beer for it, you could just pour water in a bowl. It'll drink it just the same. You're spending money for absolutely no reason. Now, how do you feel about catnip? Because this is this could be similar to that. I don't think it's the same thing. Now, what if they made a cat beer? I would be just as upset. Would you? <laughs> You're a cat person. <laughs> Remember that. You said I'm you're still. A cat we're person. talking. We're talking about animals that have zero idea of what's going on, and you're marketing towards the the mentality of the pet owner of them anthropomorphizing yeah. their animal and thinking, well, they're just like me. They're my friend. I want to have a beer with my best yeah. buddy. It's it's guess evil. what? You're feeding them chicken stock. It's not a beer. It's evil genius though because mm. do- you see all those dog lovers on on all the Facebooks and the Instagrams. They fucking love their dogs. They'll put them in There's a there's an Instagram. Her name's uh <laughs> she she <laughs> makes she she feeds her dogs donuts. On Instagram, like her bulldog donuts, she she rolls it around in a stroller. She she has bean bags for the bulldog. Wait, wait, is the dog named Donuts or the no? She the feeds dog, it donuts. the dog's name is Eggnog, and that's good. That's and she <laughs> calls the dog my little my little egg white. <laughs> I she would buy beer dog beer. It's genius. I mean, it's evil genius. It's it, like why we love Magneto. It's why we love Doctor Doom because mm-hmm. it's just evil geniuses who come up with the shit and sh- and sheep flock to it. Yeah, but I think this also has like, uh, pardon the pun, a very short shelf life. Nice. You know, I don't think. Where was the pun? <laughs> like a short leash. It's a perishable food. Oh, I you see. You know, come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> now, how do you feel about getting dogs high? I mean, I feel like that's at least something you're doing together. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Uh, well, we had a couple. We've had a yeah. lot of great uh, people writing into the show, so keep them coming. We uh, really love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions for us, we're always willing to give you lots of business advice on that on our show here. Uh, you can just tweet those to us at Inferior Men. Uh, if we read them on the show, you won't get anything, just a little bit of bad advice. All right. There's uh, also a Gmail. Oh, there is that Gmail that we always forget about. What is that again? InferiorMenPursuit at gmail.com. All right. Uh, coming up here first, we have one from Suzanne Creters from Chicago, Illinois. Hey guys, Steve, I'm a huge fan. Oh. Keep up the great work, man. Hey. Oh boy. Um, anyway, I wanted to get you guys' take on a comic book that I am working on with a friend. 
We are huge comic book nerds and oh. we wanted to take a crack at creating one. Well, this is right up your alley, Steve, because yeah. you're a big comic book nerd too. Yeah. Uh, so we had some uh, other friends that created a comic book and it actually never got published, but it was optioned for a movie. And she says here it hasn't actually been produced yet either. So she was saying, what do you guys think about this as a way to go after some of that Hollywood money? Yeah. Uh, we, figure it might take a, uh, we figure it might be a good fallback to try to get it made into a movie if we can't get it the comic book produced. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you, Suzanne. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know much about Hollywood, but I doubt it's a good fallback because getting anything produced in Hollywood seems very complicated, especially when you like want to write a script and especially when you want to introduce like a new superhero, right? Yeah. Like you got Marvel Disney like owning the game. You have DC trying to run behind. And then you you do have like made up heroes like Birdman, which isn't really like a superhero story, but you know, like those types of icons. So, uh it it could work, but it's probably, you know, it it's it, I don't know what you want to do with it, you know. I think the bigger the bigger point here is that why are you trying to make it in a one in a million industry and your fallback is a one in a million industry for that creative endeavor yeah Um, it would be easier (laughs) to pursue the comic book route to me than a hollywood movie Mm -hmm. but i don't know much about writing and producing in hollywood but i do know a lot about you know independent comics and you might not be nationally famous, but you know, you know, in Chicago especially, they have independent racks everywhere, and people love that shit. You know, they have like Cake, the uh, independent comic uh, convention. The Comic Con, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a matter of like, what do you actually want to do here? Like, just like coffee and whiskey, pick a side, up yeah. or down, Hollywood or comic books. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Do you want? Do you want a story that? won't have a sequel, you know, like that will be confined to one uh, story probably, or do you want to develop a theme and an arc and different arcs and a whole storyline that could last, you know, up to 150 issues, you mm-hmm. know? And why why go in, you know, I think there's a there's a, a, a sincerity and I think there's a there's some smarts here saying I want to have a fallback, but Maybe you need to to plan out exactly what you want to do here first. Like, are you trying to make a comic book and not make any money? Are you going to be happier with that? Are you going to be happier if you do not make this comic book and somehow get it optioned into a Hollywood movie? It just seems like a very... Uh, we're on the fence here, Suzanne. That's, it just seems like you're, you're fencing it up here. I think it's funny when people use the term fallback. And I think it's even funnier what they are deciding what to fall back on. I used to have a friend who... Uh, who loved WWE wrestling. Mm-hmm. He loved it. Uh, but he, you know, like it's a weird industry to get into. So he became a cop. But his whole thing when I was like going through high school and college with him, with him was that he'll he'll pursue being a cop, but his fallback would be a WWE <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> and like, that's topsy-turvy, it seems like. Like your fallback should be a cop, right? Yeah. Like you should... Shoot for the moon, or right? also your fallback seems like it's way more of an ambitious goal. Exactly, than, your fallback than, should be easier. <laughs> it should be like I'm gonna try and make a Michael Bay movie or work at Dunkin' Donuts. Right, that's your fallback. Bingo. Yeah, I can always get a job at Dunkin' Donuts. Instead, your mentality is I could always just make like, a two hundred million dollar Hollywood blockbuster. You know what? I'm gonna own a franchise of Starbucks. Or my fallback is I'm gonna make 
Transformers 5 <laughs> with Michael Bay. And me and Michael Bay are going to be best friends. Who, and Boat. Who, who, uh, who, leads, who leads Transformers 5? Who leads? Yeah. What do you mean leads? Who's gonna be Optimus lead? Prime? No, I mean like who's oh, gonna be? Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah. Is that is that already? Wait, where I don't even at know. Now? Are they already at five? No, I don't think they're at oh, five. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like if we let's let's take it take it ten years take let's do five more five more Transformers. Say we have it like seven years from now. Who's who's leading the charge at that point? I'm trying to see. Okay, Transformers film series. One, two, three, four, five. So it'd be six. Oh, uh, there's upcoming ones. Transformers Universe, Bumblebee, 2018. Oh, man. Untitled Six Transformers film, 2019. And then other films in development. It's hard to stop the that <clears throat> printing press of money when it's rolling, huh? Well, I mean... Like, they don't even... It's not... Like, I don't even know what's happening with that series. Who... Yeah. It's just... They just keep making them and everybody goes to now, see them. Now, here's the thing is that... Uh, you know, there was a whole thing about uh, those types of franchises like Fast and the Furious. Like, um, the whole idea of like trying to get when you're starting a movie, you try and get into the China market first because there's limited amount of slots, and they th- it's the reason why movies like Transformers just just are completely are successful. Yeah, it's because they might yeah. not do well here, but overseas they are globally. Just like, it's insane. Yes, globally. Yeah. I think. I mean, Avatar did well here, yeah. but I think it hit like what it was like six or seven hundred million dollars worldwide, and that's really where they. And so exploded. I was, I was reading that they're starting to like bring more Chinese actors uh, into movies and into like productions of American films just to hit those markets. So that because there's limited slots that you can get into in the China market. Yeah, so you, you bring in, like, the token Chinese person. So you just automatically so you can, gotcha. get a, a slot. Wow. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, uh, I think just to wrap this one up, uh, you know, great. If you really like comic books, go after it. I don't think you should ever ha- – I think Plan Bs are great. I just think pie-in-the-sky Plan Bs, thinking that this is going to fall back into some sort of, like, windfall of money is probably not the best thing, especially since your goal isn't even really to make money in the first place, it's to make the comic book, and then it's like, well, if it doesn't work, then I'll make money. So, And one, one last thing of just like, if you love comic books, remember, like, what's, how will you get to do what you love? Not mm-hmm. giving it away to Hollywood, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Because yep. then it's just going to turn into a mutant baby. Mm-hmm. All right, well, good luck, Suzanne. Uh, good Thanks luck. for writing in. Uh, we'll do one more here. Chad Huntington, the... Fourth, oh my, from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, he doesn't even address us. He just says, I really want to open up an upscale Chinese restaurant. I make insanely good elevated classics. One problem, I'm white. Is this cultural appropriation? Will I have any cred? Am I allowed to say cred? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's going to really care about that, Chad. I mean, let's think about the the market out there with restaurants i mean there's yeah. plenty of chefs that are making uh great you know quote unquote ethnic uh cuisines like just even looking here in chicago like rick baylish is making a living off of um a latin cuisine yeah the folk, like all the focus of his restaurant yeah um, but it is interesting and i think this was even maybe something that was on like a curb your enthusiasm episode but there used to be a um a sushi place that was near me and there was a white sushi chef there mm-hmm. and i i think it was maybe the first time i'd ever been to a sushi place where it i'd seen a white guy behind the counter and it was mm-hmm. kind of weird and i always 
caught myself staring at him. Yeah. And I feel like every time I went in there, he and I looked at each other and he had to have so many people stare at him. Do you mm-hmm. know how weird that would be yeah. to be like the one that like token white dude inside of as a sushi chef mm-hmm. and every, all those people are looking at you like, how legit are you? Which is also kind of weirdly like, yeah, has its own sort of racial tension to sure. it as well. It's like, well, why? Like, he just has to be able to cut stuff with a knife. But like what? As as he <laughs> as he the white chef looked at you, the white customer just stared at each other. And mm-hmm. I want to imagine that it was about two solid minutes that you were just staring. Just at a each hard other. stare. <laughs> yeah. Both of you thought to each other, "Wow, white people are racist." <laughs> they bring the plate out, and there's just there is there is just blood all over it because as he was staring at me, he was just slicing through his fingers. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um. I, uh. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. I think to your point with Rick Bayless, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It seems fine to me. I don't yeah. know much about restaurants, but but uh, if you're doing a good thing, then then do it. Yeah, right? I feel like he has he has more hangups about this than other people would. Yeah. If the food's good, if anything, you could market that as the no- novelty that you're some white dude making insanely good. Uh, elevated Chinese cuisine. And I would assume that he would do his research, right? Bring in like mm-hmm. the appropriate chefs. Right. Um, and, and you know, like make it respectful to like the whole culture. Like that would be the whole, th- those would be the checkboxes essentially. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, so Chad, you know, I'd say just shoot for it. No big deal. You shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, resign yourself to, you know, thinking that this is some sort of taboo thing that you're doing here just go after it if if, if you're uh, hitting all the check boxes then just go after it who now, cares now how do you feel about his last question is he allowed to say cred no absolutely not no no <laughs> no absolutely not you think it should be the full credit i think we i think he just needs to not not even worry about all that there's a there's a guy at work who there's a guy at work who always says to our clients recos instead of recommendations. God. Yeah, Ugh. it's funny when we abbreviate things. You know what drives me nuts when people use the V for very. I am V excited for that. Why is that the word that you're abbreviating? Never heard. I've never actually spoken no? to anybody that said that. <laughs> Ever would you ever? I don't know. I don't think I ever want to go to your workplace, though. No, I can tell you that it's not a word. It's like on social media. They say I am v excited. I am v sad. Oh, well, I think yeah, but it's different when you're typing. Yeah. So you're okay with v as abbreviation for very? That's fine. It's just so long as you're not saying it like in person. In in live, like when people say lol in live. It's like shut up. Don't say lol when people say lol. Yeah. Oh God. I'm glad I've never experienced that. Yeah, I've heard people say that. It's annoying. It's like, why can't you just laugh? Experience it. The whole point of it is that you're expressing the emotion. LOL. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, so we have a few headlines here we want to get to uh, today. There's some really great stuff happening in the news. Um, Really, kind of like a little bit of a funeral uh, this week, we have uh, the end of Microsoft Paint. Did you guys hear about this? My God. 32 years they're gonna they're gonna close it down i think the thing that was the most interesting um part about this article that we were reading is that they have they still have over 100 million users every month for microsoft paint yeah yeah 
I don't <clears throat> understand. So what's the point of closing it? Uh, because it's outdated. But that's the novelty of it, right? That's why people like it. That's why people I know, use but, it. They want to have those restraints. Sure. But the, the the tricks you can do with Microsoft Paint, you could do easily in Adobe Photoshop and any Again, other Again, that's not why people use it. They aren't using it for any sort. They want it. They want the kitsch of it. They want it to be clumsy. I get it. They're used to routine is basically what you're saying. They they want a restraint. Sure. They, they want a way that, you know, and I understand it's, it's, it's it is an outdated form. Uh, however, people really get into it. I know. And no, still, I know. There, I don't think there's any reason to get rid of it. Sure, I mean, there how is. Much there's prioritizing. It's like why they got rid of Clippy. I mean, it's a little bit different than Clippy. You but, know, they brought that back, though, right? Yeah, but it, by default, <laughs> you have to like go in and actually ask for Clippy. No, there's a Chrome extension now called Clippy Everywhere. Is uh, it the actual Clippy? It, it comes in, and then the animated paperclip can be embedded onto any website asking users if they need assistance. It's just a, it's an extension on Chrome. So, like, Clippy will just pop up well, every time you go to a website and be like, can I help you with something? Here's what I'm saying about Microsoft Paint. I'm sure it'll come back because people will demand it. They'll miss it. They'll love it. It might be part of their whole strategy, just like Clippy. But Clippy is a little bit different because people hated it. Like, even from the start, people hated it. They used to have, like, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, group. What do you call it where you test it? Come on. In front of people. Yeah, like, um, yeah, not group marketing, but no. Uh, uh, come on, uh, focus, focus, focus groups. groups. Thank, Thank you, Drew. Drew. That's why we have Drew. <laughs> even in the focus groups of Clippy, before even Clippy appeared on your fucking screen, they hated it. Just looking at them. Just looking at them. Well, like uh, females thought it was too male centric of like a, of an application, and people just thought he was fucking annoying, and it. Was true, but they kept really it. that was a major flaw. Was that it was too male centric yep. of a a lot of the women users in these focus groups for Clippy. That was their that was their main thing. See, I mean, I could see that as being a problem. I can't imagine that being the main thing. I think the main Maybe thing is him thing. jumping up all the time every time no, you're no, no, just no. trying to okay. do something. And Here's like, what the main thing you? was: is that it was supposed to be for first time users, but it always popped up. <laughs> like you it, couldn't get rid of him. You either. couldn't get rid of him. No, at the beginning. So then they were like, well, we'll make him, you have to go into it and, and click. Like by default, he was just shut off. And then people just weren't using him. And then, because you would just ask your friends. Like I would just call you and just be like, how do I copy and paste? And then, yeah, you and don't also, need it how, how much of a learning curve do you have? Like how much, how much really dynamic, deep, deep diving is Clippy getting into? He's not. Into Microsoft it's, Word. It's basic AI. It's, it's he, you know, AI, you're, you're supposed to know more than a human. And Clippy only knew, like, one good thing about one thing. <laughs> He's like, I see you're, like, he, he could never pop up and be like, I see you're writing a manuscript. Let me get you started, you know? Yeah. Oh, I see you're writing a journal. Well, here's your uh, Myers-Briggs. Yeah. I'm Clippy. Hey, do you need help uh, copying and pasting something? No, I'm good, Clippy. Okay, I'll just stand here and annoy you then. Yep, <laughs> my big dumb eyes. So here are here are some paint tricks in Microsoft uh, Paint. I don't okay. know if you knew this. All right, go uh, ahead. One is brush scaling. What does that mean? Um, so essentially it's just the brush size will grow as big as you need. That These was, are, was that like something they invented, you mean? I think it's like as you played with Microsoft Paint. Because I remember being a kid. And oh, like the more you with. paint with it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like if you hold down the mouse and just yes. keep going, it, you, it'll infinitely get bigger. You can do different techniques with tools that people became accustomed to. There was the stamp tool, which I, you know, 
is very much like the clone tool. This is of an old lady flipping somebody off and they put leaves in her hair. Okay. This example. Great. Um, there's also the idea of like image scaling. Like there's a lot you could do with Microsoft Paint, what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was archaic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, let's put it let's put it to rest for a second. Let's freeze them on ice like Captain America. And then, you know, Microsoft Paint will come back. It'll make a roaring comeback. They have Microsoft Paint 3D, but I'm sure people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, I, I know they're marketing towards, yeah. Yeah, you see those graphs where they're, like, they're, scaling <clears throat> characters? Well, nobody That's else can see do. those, so. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm asking you, though. <laughs> I can. So what you're seeing are pixelated images. Yeah. Of, of a little Kirby that are getting bigger and bigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are definitely targeting towards uh, a younger audience now. They're going for a Paint 3D. Uh, and that actually brings us to our next article, which is we have a new generation in charge now, and yeah. it's now Generation Z. So just <clears throat> when we were starting to get comfortable where everybody's talking about millennials and how we got to do blah, blah, blah. We got to target millennials, market towards millennials, 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 millennials. Guess what? Generation Z is now the largest single population segment. I I actually love that we're finally getting good news on Generation Z. Like, I think it's a long time coming. I work in the advertising world, and the amount of insights you insert almost forcefully about millennials shopping is becoming ridiculous. Like millennials are, uh, uh, yeah, it's time, it's time to bring in a new generation basically. Well, I, and I think we were, we were looking at this a little bit earlier and we think it's really interesting because some of the stuff that generation Z's prefer to do are, for instance, you think of everybody using Amazon and everybody's getting into, you know, uh, Peapod, uh, Blue Apron, everybody just deliver everything to my door. I want everything brought to me. Mm-hmm. Actually, 67% of Generation Zs most of the time would prefer shopping in a store yep. and 31% would prefer some of the time, which is huge. So yep. the other ones would say, eh, I don't even really want to deal with it. But there's lots of, I think millennials actually are probably more archaic in that they would rather have things brought to them. So that's what they said is that, which I, I think is great, is millennials and Gen Z... They are similar in how they use, you know, mobile devices, digital devices. Mm-hmm. But millennials shop online, like mm-hmm. baby boomers, like a lot of these older generations. Gen Z still go shop in stores, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. That that I mean, insane in a good way. It's just it's it's funny to think that we millennials have gotten more digital. They've brought mm-hmm. in a whole new digital age. <clears throat> they they shop online, and now Gen Z is bringing it back to no. Let's shop in in store. Yeah, I mean, don't you think it's sort of like an oscillation? We yeah. we have you know, it's it's like anything else. Like our our the baby boomer baby boomer boomers uh, <laughs> were uh, store shoppers, and then the millennials are kind of getting away from that, going into you know. I'll order everything online. And now it's sort of that retro. Yep. I want to be able to experience things. Dude, it's exactly what we were talking about last episode with the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch donut holes becoming a dessert item right. and ice cream becoming a breakfast item. We are always oscillating in mm-hmm. a weird way. Yeah. You know, it's always yeah. like we want, we have breakfast. Now we want breakfast to be dessert. We have dessert. Now we want it to be breakfast. We, we, 
shop online well while we, now we want to shop in stores you mm-hmm. know? I, I, although one of the data points i think is very interesting is that one thing that is not changing is that people do not want to talk on a phone anymore no they just but don't. we want that option they want the option yeah but nobody actually wants to talk on a phone well anymore. think about like last night when we were chatting about the show we facetimed mm-hmm. you know which is not a phone call uh, you know no. i i hate talking on the phone like yeah. uh whether it's to natalie whether it's to my mother I just don't prefer it. I would rather have FaceTime. I would rather see someone in person. I can't even tell you. I'd rather text. I can't I'm even big tell you the last time I've talked to my wife on the phone. Period. Longer <laughs> than five minutes. I haven't talked. Oh, no, I know. It's like. Longer than five minutes. Yeah. I've never. I haven't had a conversation with her on a phone probably in five years. If there's silence I'm not on the even, phone. That's, I'm like, let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> What, what am I going to talk to you about? So are you a millennial? How old are you? Yes. 40? Technically, I'm I'm still a millennial. I think they said 40, the oldest. Are, I'm 35. Uh, so they said 37 is the oldest millennial. I think so, right? so I just I just sneak in as a millennial. Yeah. Early 1980s as starting birth years and the mid-90s to early 2000s as ending birth years. Yeah. But no surprise. I mean, if we're looking... Um, on on against the average, their Gen Zs are texting more. They're just so, destroying it with Snapchat. But I mean, we that is just so huge. We made this connection though with uh, Amazon. You know our old Jeff. Bezos. Oh yeah, our friends. Our friend Jeff Bezos. Jeff. Uh, they're now making a new way to shop, <clears throat> which is the uh, walk in, walk out, mm-hmm. and they're they're testing these stores. Uh, I think on the West Coast of you you walk in, you get your app, you scan it at the front door, you go to every aisle when you pick up a piece of food uh, for whatever technology mm-hmm. knows that you uh, picked it up, it puts it in your shopping cart. If you put it down, it takes it out of your shopping cart. When you have everything in your basket, everything in your bags, you leave the store and it charges you. Yeah, it looks like they did their market research. So it's, a <laughs> it's a store. It's a store. It's a store. Yes, you, but there's no clerks. There's no checkout. There's no how exchange of ever, money. What, what I said was you no longer have meat clerks. You mm-hmm. no longer have people working behind the butcher. What you now have are empty stores that just have goods in them and a lot of armed guards making sure nobody steals because anything. you could just steal because you could I just could walk just... in and just grab stuff and leave so you have to like the only thing you have in that store then is security what's stopping anybody from pulling up pokemon go fake scanning into the store putting a bunch of things in your bag mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a system i hope but it's all security because why wouldn't you just have homeless people go in there and just stand in there oh it's all security yeah, but but anyways, <laughs> but doesn't it, that have its own kind of weird feeling to it as well? Bringing it back to Gen Z, um, that this is this is it. The, they did their research. Right. So Gen Z loves to use their phone. That's why you get yep. the Amazon uh, Go. You know, the world's most advanced shopping technology. But you still drive them in store. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's funny is that Amazon Go not only is doing these stores, but they. Just acquired uh, Whole Foods, right? So they can still do, uh, dude. I'm telling you, it's Game of Thrones war out there. Yeah, I, I don't Game of Thrones. I don't, war. but I don't think this is the be all end all of it all. No, because, of course not. There, there's no way there is still. If you want to be in store, it's because of a hunter gatherer mentality. That's why we shop. These are um, these are things that 
have lived with humans forever. Hunter-gatherer mentality has turned into a shopping experience. And if you're just going to go out there and it's predefined what you're going and you're sim- the shopping experience is just becoming you picking something up, there's not going to be as much pleasure in it. So they're going to have to figure out a way to make it pleasurable either on the app side, on the phone side, or within store. But there's no way, at least for me, maybe Gen Z's feel different, but I don't feel like just ordering everything on from the grocery store and then going in there and I know but that's why Amazon is picking it up. is running it because they're hitting every angle you can order it online and have it delivered to yourself what happens you can, what happens to what happens to the candy section though what happens to the impulse buy sections that's why they have these Amazon go stores is because if you don't want to order it online, you walk in and walk out and they're making it as convenient as possible. So you go. can go in and just grab things and leave and, and it leave. charges you, but yep. you can you can select them in store. You're yes. not selecting it pre you're not pre-selecting. No. No, no, oh, no, no, okay, no. I see. You're I selecting see. them I see. in I see. store. I see. Yeah. Well, in that case, that is genius because it's genius. you will spend cuz the 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 best way to make people spend the most amount of money is take money out of the equation. Take exchange of money. Take exchange of money out of the equation. Okay, and with that, we are going to take a commercial break. So uh, hang tight, folks. We're going to listen to a few of our sponsors. Do you like football? You should check out the Push Out podcast at universehead.com. Scott and Dan know more about football than anyone knows about Star Wars. Yeah, except Dan. Both subjects add zero value to the planet, Earth, and humanity. Dan's always wrong. Just like a Star Wars fan, they don't care. Check them out now on Stitcher or on Google Play. Dan owes me money. Hey everyone, it's Steve from Inferior Men. I'm here to give a little shout out to Doc Hard, another fantastic podcast on universehead.com. Are you obsessed with documentaries and armed with whiskey? Well, great. So are Bex and Koo, and they get weird exploring films about real shit. Check them out. Doc Hard. Uh, Universehead.com, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are available. Good. Mm-hmm. Clack goes the beverage. Yeah, those were good. Those were good promo spots, huh? Yeah, I thought they were great. Um, I mean, those people are probably gonna be a little more successful. Than yeah, us, I though, think right? so. That's guaranteed. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, they're paying us, so they must be doing better. We don't have any money. Let's see who's not more successful than us, <laughs> shall we, Chris? Sure. Let's take it back to some. Good old business advice. Oh, don't don't be too hard on them, Steve. I they're not. Won't. I wouldn't say that they're not as successful as us. No, we're pretty unsuccessful, huh, buddy? That's true. Let's cheers. Been there, done. Clink, that. clink. Okay, uh, okay. So Angela Ahem from Tinley Park, Illinois. <laughs> oh, you ever the, been to Tinley Park? The Dirty South. Yeah, That's what I they think call you it. Have been That's there. They call it here. Yeah, I've been to Tinley Park. In all caps, uh, she says, "Hi guys." I would shout, but I would peek. I'm trying to learn good microphone etiquette, mm-hmm. Chris. Our producer, Drew, was yelling at us. Yelling at During us. the commercial break. Not just yelling, whipping. <sighs> whipping. Whipping. 
Um, <laughs> hi, guys. My friends and I are, uh, started a very low-key catering business a few years ago. We only work very small dinner parties and gatherings, 10 people max. We usually can cover any expenses with petty cash from the client or a quick reimbursement after the event. We used to keep the gigs uh, to one per month as we all have full-time job and lives. Uh, but lately, we've been gaining popularity, and our clients are recommending us to folks. For the first time, we've started to think about expanding. Um, one of the co-workers, operators, is even thinking about going part-time at her current job to put in more time with our business. I'm so excited, so grateful for the work we've been getting, and I'm happy to add jobs to our schedule, but I'm afraid to admit to the group that I'm a bit conflicted. My conflict comes from the fact that we've been pretty lax with our budgeting and honor system type of payment process. If we expand and start taking on more jobs, we're going to need a business manager or at least someone maintaining our books, I think. Right? All Ooh, in caps. Yeah. I don't know. I'm worried. If I raise my concerns, the rest will think I'm negative and I'll take away from uh, the excitement we're all having right now. Thanks. <clears throat> That's a lot, huh? Yeah, Angela, my goodness. You should be a writer. Uh, yeah, I, I. so, I mean, it must be nice. The fact is, I I mean, catering's a tough gig, and so to do it casually is, is kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. they're, they're just doing it for, like, family and friends and things like that. I don't think, I, I don't um, think, I think that you can draw parallels. Like, uh, my ex, her sister ran or still runs a cupcake food truck, and okay. I, she did catering as well. Yeah. Um, you know, like... I get the whole expansion thing, you know, like uh, with the theater, we were we were always expanding, right? Mm -hmm. New shows, new time slots. Like you always want to expand. Uh, it's hard to do that, and you you uh, set yourself up for like a new, whole new business model. So that is that comes with growing pains. Like that comes with hard adjustments. You know, like how do you go from a routine as a small business that you've been used to and doing successful? To expanding, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like wake up and this then is expand. this is the classic problem for every business. I think sure. is just scale. Yeah, scaling absolutely. Up, it's always, always, always an issue. Um, you know, and I think you're in a spot where, my God, you just have to be honest, Angela. I mean, tell these people they have to know that you can't just be loosey goosey if you're going to make this full time. If somebody's willing to quit their job yeah. and they and then at the same time they're going to give you any kind of flack for wanting to have some sort of business manager involved with this, I don't think this is actually an issue at it's, all. It's it's a come to, no, it's not an issue, but it's a come to Jesus. Every player who has in in your catering group hmm. who you can't start doing things on your own, like there has to be a whole honor system that goes on in your core group mm -hmm. so you have to come to a, a jesus moment where people will say what they really want to do within that business like if someone wants to go part-time to be more invested that's fine but there's going to be a consequence with that where they're going to want more out of it in the long run mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah no i mean yeah you got you have to start defining roles right now exactly right now because the longer you wait to define those roles uh the more chances you're going to have people taking advantage of things yeah. or, you know, there's going to be one person doing most of the work, all that kind of stuff is going to fall into place very, very quickly. And she says, if we expand and start taking on more jobs, we're going to need a business manager or at least someone maintain our books, I think, right? That's, you should bring, bring that to your group, <laughs> not us. No, no, right. 
Yeah. The question is not right right question mark. The question is right right. period. Yeah. Right period. And it's like, these are the things (laughs) that you have to be like, like when people, a group gets used to what they're doing, they have to be open and vulnerable and transparent with each other of just like, guys, we're changing. It's not working anymore. The way that we're doing things is not working. This is what I think. We need a business manager. Oh, you want to take uh, more time off of your other job that you're doing and more time investing in this? That's great. Who else? Uh, yeah. Betsy, Tammy, <clears throat> what what ideas you have? And you come together and you vote on them. Like this is Betsy, that's how it goes. Tammy and Angela. like what? I mean, what would happen when you had to expand Arcade? Yeah, like you had to go through that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's growing pains as you expand because mo money, mo problems. Mo money. That's all there is i got that written on a (laughs) pillow that i sleep on but it's true it honestly god is true because the larger you get the more complicated the business structure gets the more complicated life gets uh you have more employees you have to take care of more people yeah there's more coming in more coming out talk talk to each other Get a business manager. Get a, bus- yeah. get get a, a business, business manager. manager quickly. You it know, sounds like you guys have your your uh, your food down. You obviously are doing pretty good if people are liking it and you're growing uh, just organically. Catering's got to be hard, huh? Catering. That's a lot of food is, you got to budget. Oh, I, I, anybody I've ever talked to that's done catering hates it. <laughs> good luck, and they're all <laughs> well, Good luck. Not even like, you know, there's like so many friends that you've had like growing up. They work in the catering business and they it's like the worst Imagine the only thing you ever work is like weddings, funerals, uh, uh, quinceañeras, bar mitzvahs, quinceañeras, like these weird events where you I don't, don't know, think either of us said it right. Quinceañeras. <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. Uh, but you know, you're always working in these events where you don't know anybody. It's a celebration or yeah. a funeral, and you're just on the outside. You're also, just on the outside. One of my first jobs was at Quiznos Subs. Mm-mm, toasty. Um, Did you guys cater? And we catered. But <laughs> but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the how much you had to keep track of pounds and items of onions and, and olives and meats. Like, you would have to do an inventory every night, you know? You waited. I, can't, I couldn't even imagine doing my own business of catering and just having <laughs> to keep track of my lettuce. I mean, how else are you going to know how much, how else are you going to know how much to charge people? I mean, have you ever, like, you've never gone to, have you ever been to a subway where they're just like, I'll put on like an extra slice there. It's always like one slice, like one slice of provolone cut in half. Oh yeah. They are, boom. they are conservative about the slices of cheese. Yeah. And if you say, can I get extra? They'll charge you $3 for like two more pieces. (laughs) player <laughs> no nah, i want to taste that cheese what is the world coming to steve uh that brings us to the next question what is here. the world coming what to? is the world coming to my god things are changing very very quickly uh we have some great minds who are thinking about this stuff and some really crazy stuff that's happening right now um actually uh snapchat just released this this little hot dog guy so maybe yeah. you maybe you can shed some, i can shed some this, light it, share, it's it's you're, not you are a snapchat user i actually do not use snapchat yeah um but this isn't really this isn't necessarily about snapchat as much as it's just about augmented reality yeah and it, they didn't just release the hot dog but it is the next step of their augmented reality and that's how snapchat got huge you know like 
it wasn't the the ten second dick pics, although that certainly helped. That helped it, get that helped launch them. It was sure. the kitty ears and the kitty <clears throat> nose and the big eyes. Yeah, filters mm-hmm. because that is technology that goes beyond what Mark Zuckerberg knows, right? And mm-hmm. and our man Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. called him out on it and mm-hmm. was just like the amount that Zuckerberg knows about AI is limited and it's true you know um so while Snapchat keeps pushing the augmented reality it's effect you know like people like Facebook and Apple and Google are noticing that shit like they're noticing it because they've developed so that so the uh, hot dog um uh dancing hot dog which I showed mm-hmm. you last night Mm-hmm. Um, it you so it's not, it's built on like some sort of landscape plane, so you can uh, attach it to an area that you are shooting, and I think it, it's gotten so. Does crazy. it understand? It understands what you're shooting and will interact with it. Is that it what's happening then? Interact with it yet, but it's the fish on the evolutionary scale of becoming a human. You know. So it's just simply a, a, a an animation with a masked out background that's going to dance wherever you point it. Is that what's happening? Yeah, there? you plant it, and no matter what, it'll it stay, stay in there. that area. So you can walk in front of it. You can walk behind it. Uh, it's crazier that you. It's crazier okay, than I you and you. I can even fathom. Okay. Well, actually, uh, we have a uh, an expert on this yeah. matter here, Drew, a uh, producer, Drew. Uh, as we like to call him, producer Drew. Yeah, I'm, coming uh, hot. I'm coming in hot. Oh man, there you go. I'm coming there in he hot. Oh, he's hot. He's hot. Uh, so yeah, Drew, hot. Drew. Drew knows this, and I mean, okay. As in, so I don't use Snapchat. I know a lot of this AR stuff is happening with Snapchat. Uh, maybe you guys can enlighten me as the old curmudgeon here on the panel. What what's going on? What is the uh, the allure to this. What is augmented reality? Well, I understand. Is that what you're asking? Well, I understand yeah. what augmented reality is. I guess I'm supposed. Uh, or just like what it does. So the lure like why? of it. Why, so why, do, why, do the, people, why do people care? So the lure of it, well, especially for me, uh, so it's, it's not what it does now. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. the potential of exactly. what it will do. It's not that it's a dancing hot dog now. It's right. what it's it's like a it's like a fucking you're playing fucking Magic the Gathering and you're putting a card out and all of you can see like just because you have the glasses on or something right or whatever. Now you're like watching a thing animate and kill each other. Like it's mostly it's in gaming and of course porn. Will make of it of course, a thing. Of course, well, porn, of course every, porn. I, I mean, always porn. get involved. Porn, porn. That's you know that carves the way. <laughs> porn, porn carves the way for everything. It did, it was like it was VHS. the largest. It was like by far wasn't the largest uh, the largest business on the internet when the internet came out. Uh, why wouldn't it be? <clears throat> VR, just regular VR. Um, boom, porn. Okay, lots of porn. Okay, so so augmented reality. So after porn is gaming, right? Like after everything that happens is gaming. Like so when you're having like, so what this does is allow you. So like if you're you're playing like Pokemon Go and how big that was because you're it's like oh well I'm in I'm now I am a Pokemon hunter now yeah now like you're you're it's it's imagining the the next level of it 
yeah. is really what is the coolest part about augmented reality, I think, for everybody. I so, mean, you, you have 20,000 people going to Grant Park for a Pokemon Go marathon, all because that shit's augmented reality. It's, so, it's so, a ty- it's Well, so like, in, if you're thinking about the... So the technology of augmented reality, where you're looking through something and it's like, it's, it's there in 3D in the real world so oops so mapping out so whatever the technology is it's mapping out whatever you're looking at or whatever is in front of it so it says oh it's it's this angle you know how it does it your face yeah so it does that's that's what it's doing just on something even simpler like a table mm-hmm. so that's yeah but beyond that like what, what let's talk let's talk like practical application you know what i mean yeah like we, we you can say we can say porn gaming it, it's kind of like fun we did to think about Right. But what I'm I saying say is where do we where do we where are we really going? These let's be honest, Snapchat, Google, Facebook, they're not clamoring to this. No, they are. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, let me finish. Okay. They're not clamoring to this just to make hot dogs dance on fucking No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. where are we really going with this? So the the applications are kind of limitless. So basically you're putting Anything that can be simulated at all into real life. So, like, if I'm, for instance, like, you can, like, in the future, in the future, when it is a thing and super fast and everything works, you're, you know, you're having, like, doctors have a 3D model of a heart. Right. that That something is interacting physically with that heart but they're just like outside they're not even like near the body or right. we can make an r an ar of you so and place you in any scenario in that anything. we want to to so blackmail you snapchat yes. and so, nobody's going to be able to understand the difference between i mean there's a lot of reality like, and fiction there's a lot point. of shit that you could do that would that are that is bad of course uh but like the the practical like this is i mean it's it's the future of gaming well, first what, of all, and that's one of the largest. It industries democratizes ever. Uh, that type of technology, is what I've been reading up about. So, so Apple and Facebook, they can use it for advertising, you know, on low level scale. Like to to Drew's oh, point, yeah. you can do whatever the fuck you can fathom right. to do now with it. And it it turns it into like now what is real and what is not right that that's and you the don't thing. think there's an issue with that then uh, I I th- am and starting I, to I think what I what I think, I th- what awesome. I think is it, it <laughs> seems like awesome. to me yeah. it seems like a digital nuclear arms race it's who can capture it totally is you know who can totally who is. can control it the best uh-huh. first yeah yeah and with that you hold the power and you can say hey. If we want to, we could just ruin somebody if we want to. We could, we yeah. could, we could put you well, out there. I, have, I do feel like that we would. You don't think would... that that's like, you don't think no, nefarious have, things would happen. You don't think that like. They were testing it. They were testing a simple uh, thing on Obama's speeches and how you can uh, use some type of augmented reality to uh, make him say whatever. Yeah. You know, seamlessly. So it looks like his mouth is saying. Oh, fuck America, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
That's Obama. <laughs> Typical Obama. Typical Obama. <laughs> Say fuck but America. But it, it's shit that like that. Guy. Like that now you're guy. gonna start to alter fucking reality. You could. You could. Yeah. No, and that's I mean, there's no stopping this. No. Though, by the way. Yes, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that are bad about that are bad that could happen out of it. Um I think it's is like, yeah, it's a nuclear arms race, or you can also use nuclear power. Yeah. Right. Well, um, and, like, it's the same kind I, of thing. And I get that. All, all I'm saying is, like, we can't ignore the fact, like, this just, this reminds me of um, eight, nine years ago. It was actually maybe even 10 years ago. I had a friend that sent me a link um, on YouTube, and he's like, here, watch this video. And it was a girl that was just talking about a product. And it was a really banal video. She was just like, yeah, you know, this is like blah, blah, blah. This is this widget, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right. And then I emailed him. I was like, so what was, why did you send me that? And he's like, look at it again. Those people were all computer generated. Yep. And I had no idea. And he's like, when you can start doing that, you oh, can yeah. have you can make people say anything. And if you can get things to look so real there's only going to be a small segment of the population that's going to be able to decipher that that if it's real or not yeah so it's the uncanny the uncanny valley or whatever yeah that brings us to our man our our, our boy elon our boy (laughs) who you know has said in the past there's a one in billions chance reality is not a simulation and Drew, you know a lot about this. Yes, I'm I, obsessed with this shit. Yes, and so as I, it came back into my mind when Musk uh, kind of slammed Zuckerberg a little bit by saying that he's limited to the AI, and then oh, he he, he just like <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg. So you and he pats him on the yeah on the mm-hmm. top of his head like <laughs> you cutie. So you're adorable. Let's talk about just simulation created by super intelligence for a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's you talk about start? that. Yes. Okay. So, I or I'll, I I think I'll start with like explaining this crazy idea that yeah. is absolutely not intuitive to our stupid human brains. Right. Um so the idea behind it is saying that the probability that we that this is the first version of us is super low. So, and, and it's based on the, like, it's based on, like, there's a lot of, there's actually, like, physics involved that yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. understand the math in of it, but, like, they, I mean, they've almost not proven it, but, like, they can back this up. So, this is what Musk said. This yeah. is a quote. The strongest argument for us being in a simulation, probably being in a simulation, is the following. 40 years ago, we had Pong, two mm-hmm. rectangles and a dot. That is what games were. Now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. And soon, we'll have virtual reality, augmented reality. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, the games will become indistinguishable from From reality. reality. Yes. And that's already happening with us, right? Yep. So, like, the the theory behind it is saying uh, the... the fact like basically it's saying like oh you think we're the ones that made this up slim chance right so it's a slim chance that we're the ones first creating ai 
um, the, that's that's whole thing is going like, oh, and there's a lot of theories on like what would be making a simulation mm-hmm. of us, mm-hmm. but by the time, like it is actually not far that far away, mm-hmm. it will be in our lifetime. Yeah, um, that there will be AI. Like you know how you we can make computer simulations look almost perfect. Yeah. There's still that uncanny valley that's like not quite there, um, but mostly perfect. But they, it's in our lifetimes that AI, yeah, like speaking to a computer straight up that was right. not programmed to just respond to this, but actually learned what we're saying and what you like. AI will be indistinguishable from human consciousness. Well, and I was at that point, and then at that point, like then what the. F- then we've just been yeah. cultivating this, like, been growing this child mm-hmm. for this long. And it's like, so, and the, his, the whole point is saying, like, what are the chances that we're the first ones to do that? Yeah. Like, ha. And, and. Uh, like, slim is what there's, like, that's the idea is, like, it's, there's no one. It's like, we're, it's such a low probability <laughs> and, and that what we are I, doing. What I love about <laughs> Musk is he goes, we should hope that's true because otherwise if civilization stops advancing, that could be due to some calamitous event that erases civiliz- civilization. So maybe we should be hopeful this is a <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I mean. I, I mean, it's like, uh, it's super grim, but like. I, I think it's like, I think it's a, a fair theory. Right. However, <laughs> bolded, I italicized. Think, I think there's also a lot of narcissism, obviously, in what he is saying, because he's talking about a digital age proliferating this sort of thing yes. where we can't even we don't even think about, you know, millions of years of existence, even for or, you know, even just hundreds of thousands of years, tens of thousands of years of humans with existence and then something simple as a wheel revolutionizing well, so, things. So let me say and this. So, like, yeah. so just saying like, oh, well, let's look at how Pong changed into Grand Theft Auto over 35 years. We can also look at other technologies that don't move as quickly yeah. over that. And then what is this? Theorize that, theorize so that the simulation thing. too that is simulating the history of our Earth. There was an artic- article I read that I was telling you about earlier where it was saying if you were to take a time machine and bring somebody mm-hmm. from the 17 from 1750 to 2017 yeah 2017 right? they would die they like they, their minds would be blown they would just die they would just die from <laughs> not near, not uh, literally but they would fucking die iPhones internet yeah they wouldn't NASA. be able to fathom it this, yeah. this so, wizard magic sure. computer like little square thing that takes yep. c- complete full records of what is happening at this they moment. So be send able to them, understand what that even, now, even now, now yeah. send them back and they are so jealous of what we got to experience because we got to watch them blow their minds that they want to do that and they go back into the past and they bring somebody from the 1500s. 1500s, they're blown away. Not as much though. Yeah, they're not as much. They're like, wow, lots of cool stuff is happening. A lot of cool stuff. Still, Still kind of the same. Yeah, like, you don't have cars. They don't have like electricity right. running around. Like, Everything is still in the dark. But their minds would still be blown. Oh, yeah. So now you shoot them back in the past. Di- they wouldn't die, though. Yeah. And like would. that was the... That's, like, you wouldn't die. So but now, to make them die. Right. right. So now the 1500s people would have to 
go hundreds of thousands of years where like language isn't even possible. So the point I'm saying is that we're advancing. So when we get to 2030, it will be even fucking crazier. When we get to 2050, it'll advance so much so much because it's doing it it's exponentially. Know, yeah. So like it's it's not going in a straight line or a a, a curve or a an incline right. or whatever. It's not a, a it's not incline. linear. So it's right. it's going like yep. And so we're it goes from so we learn more or we adv- uh, as society we, the technology right. we advance more in right now like in from like 2010 to now we've done in seven years we've done an entire century's worth of advancement right. in terms of technology and so what what is saying is that this we're right at this curve that's just gonna like it's gonna be fucking insane and that what that is from is going to be ai right mm-hmm. it's going to so it's not less yeah you can't really invent the reinvent the wheel as the saying goes but like you can reinvent the mind like so, and that's and it, that's well, what it, that's wait what's i just found a quote because of the law of accelerating <clears throat> returns the 21st century will achieve 1000 times the progress of the 20th, 20th century yeah which is different than any other fucking century well, I think that's why people are fighting to say we need to start looking at this now. If you look at if you look at human consciousness in tandem with technology, it's like a father holding on to their child learning how to ride a bicycle. And that kid riding the bicycle is the technology and the father is human consciousness and he is holding up that technology for a certain amount of time, that clumsy technology whether it's a wheel turning into a computer or whatever, and then eventually that child on that bike becomes autonomous and can just ride away yeah and the main thing that we need to think of as a human race is figuring out a way to wrangle that technology so that we don't lose control of it or we figure out a way because we're gonna lose control over it but it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a long time yes absolutely absolutely we will absolutely lose control over it if we don't figure out a way to grow with it so we're not gonna we're, we can't we can't control it. We we're not gonna be able to control it. We, what we're what we're creating this this AI shit is insane and like we don't even know what it is. We're not gonna be able to control it. We will be able to figure out ways to uh, grow with it. So like I agree include it into us yeah. into like implants. Be like sure. here, this thing fucking makes you think faster. Whatever mm. the fuck it is, like it's like oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I don't have time to piss. Oh, don't worry. There's a thing that you don't have to piss anymore. We replaced. Yeah, you don't have to piss. Like it's this is here's a technology, and it was created by this brilliant fucking AI over here because we told it to. And like, it's like well, yeah. so and now we're just a all we're all a computer and organic at the same time. So here's what I'll say to this: It's is crazy that, shit. What I'm saying, I feel like I'm fucking no, talking crazy, and we're gonna though. talk about it for a long time but so there's there's ani which is artificial narrow intelligence which is basically um uh, an ai that can beat humans at a specific thing yeah not everything so they can beat you at chess and then there's agi which is the next step which is uh, strong ai human level ai um it's as smart as a human across the board we have yet to achieve that Right, we have not. And then there's ASI, which is artificial superintelligence, which is 
an intellect that is much smarter than the best human brains in practically every field, including scientific creativity, general wisdom, and social skills. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> so, okay, here's the one thing, though, that I cannot gra- put my head around at all, and I still will I'll, I'll put this. I'll put this fucking out there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> AI will never, ever be able to figure out comedy. <laughs> like, ever. Good, good. Robots, like, that's the only thing that we're going to be fucking kept alive for. Because they're just curious. They're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this It makes me laugh because in the dating scene, that was like the only thing I had in in my group of friends. Like I was the funniest. So no matter what robot group I'm hanging out with, it's good to know I'll still. Yeah. I'm telling you. Oh, man. I'm telling you. The court court jester (laughs) will always be. They will always be sacrificed. Will yeah. always be sacrificed. You will have to stand in front of a mass motherboard yep. and make her laugh. Just yep, and she'll just be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> oh no, because uh, the, uh, the social skills will be fine for yeah, robots. The so social they'll, skills so, will be fine. So they'll be perfectly like, oh, <laughs> I'm a robot. It'll it'll produce a small but, pilot, but a they'll pilot be like, how interesting. Yeah. They'll yeah. never AI will ne- if if they went off if AI went off on their own. They would never fucking ever be able to figure out comedy and what it is. Now, I agree with that. My counter to that, just to play devil's advocate, is that comedy is all about timing. And timing is mathematical. And robots are pretty good at math. Yeah, but that's all they would understand is the the formula, right? They wouldn't get it. Yeah, they wouldn't (laughs) get that feeling. They'd have to understand the disruption. It's about surprise. Yeah. So... But they can kind of sometimes. It's about a bunch of things, guys. It's about a bunch of things. Comedy so is, is so is look so is everything Steve just said that they're going to be better than us. Look, at. here's I the mean, thing. They probably will. We're not. We're not. We <laughs> could talk. What? Do you, what? Do you, I'm, I'm just for. I'm. I am. Drew, you can I'm hang on to that. But let's be honest. That robot a computer overlords. can come walking in here right now and be like, "Give me a comedy." I'd be like, fine. It's yours. I'm like, yeah, you could take it. You could. I, mean, I don't know what it like, is. I don't even know what to. I got, I'm like, not. I'm not. You should go to more famous people that are funny. So I mean, I'm kind of funny, but like, this whole topic we're gonna have to bring back because we could talk hours. And well, hours we're gonna and bring hours. it back. This could be this an is, this, entire yeah. other podcast. This yeah. is the topic of the future. Yep. So, but let's um, put a pin in it for now. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. I'll come back anytime. As we say, as we I'll say, be, Drew, as I'll we, be here. Drew, He's as, here. We, as we say in the business world, we're gonna table this topic. We're gonna table this. <laughs> what's another? What's a stupid marketing term for? We're that? gonna talk offline about this. That's what shut we say. the fuck up. <laughs> yep, I fucking hate you. Uh, I fucking you know, hate you. And you know what offline means? World. It just means like let's just talk about this some other time without other people. Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> Let's go get a beer. Yeah, there's a lot of wait. There's a lot of wait. Are you? Let's talk about this over. Do you want to go to? Do you want to get a beer? There's a lot of wet blankets in this room. (laughs) Let's go talk offline (laughs) without these wet blankets. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to one of our favorite and funnest parts of every episode is the next great idea. We talked about what the future is going to look like and how we're going to be held hostage by these evil computers out there. But let's just take a quick look at what some of uh, Steve and I's great ideas yeah. are. I, I um, do have one, too. Is that, is that okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Drew, yeah. It's real quick. Yeah, we'd be happy to, to uh, <laughs> indulge you. Um, 
Uh, does anybody, would anybody care to go? We haven't even planned this out since uh, uh, Drew kind of jumped in. Do you want to, would you like to go first, Drew? Yeah, sure. Drew, go first. Great. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Okay, my first? great idea, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. was like, so when we we're talking about the augmented reality sit, yeah. shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, very soon in the future. So when you can have just a, a small thing like Chris's glasses, mm-hmm. uh, have a a processor that is just as powerful as a gaming PC or anything like that. Uh, and all the technology that is involved, I don't want to go into it, that it would need, but say it has all of that. Yeah. It has the eye tracking and everything. So everything That's Google Glass. No. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. Okay. It kind of is, okay. but it's not. It's like maybe what they wished it could maybe be, maybe. Okay. But, so say we have that. Say whatever it is. That's not the idea. Okay. The idea I have is the game for that thing what yeah go on all right so it's the it's a game uh so because we're talking about pokemon so it is a it's a game like pokemon okay but you it so it tracks where exactly where you are uh it knows exactly where you are geo track whatever the fuck and it you actually like things pop out from outside of trees and you have to fucking go chase shit and you actually have to go and like you have to like grab it because <laughs> it knows can you imagine you have to the like youtube go. videos of oh, just God, videotaping people doing this it's gonna be well it'd be funny because like everyone would be doing it sure uh so using that technology as well mm-hmm. like so it's not just a game where you like go hunt monsters like you also like you look at somebody and they have like a little icon and you know they're fucking playing the game too, and so you're just like walking by, you're like, "What up?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Yeah." Are you wait, you nod at each other, just like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we're fucking play this. Mm-hmm. We're playing this fucking game." If you don't like how the Pokemon when you were when you watch people like walk by, yeah, and you kind of look up and you're like, "Pokemon," they're like, "Fucking yeah, yeah. man." You got totally. your drowsies. Yeah, it's like, dude, there's a fucking drowsy back there. Just just saying, and yeah. you're just like, "Fucking <laughs> okay, man." Uh, but so it, but you did it a lot, like, and it was fun, and it was and it was a social interaction thing. Like, yeah. it was not. So it is more that the game is more socially interactive. Going like, dude, did you see that? And like, both of you would see it at the same time because it's in the same server, it's the same thing. So you see this fucking oh, giant monster come up, and it's not just Pokemon, right? It's not like like yeah. little cute gotcha. monsters. It's like yeah, it fucking sense. monsters. So then you like, can ta- you can like <laughs> tag team on stuff, and, and it's a and more okay. violent. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great game. So it's more of like a social game. Anyway, that's my game. That's my game. That's my. Uh, game. What would you call it? Wait, really fast. What would you call it? Uh, just like uh, Mon- Monster Squad. <laughs> that's a great idea. All right, thanks, Drew. <laughs> okay, thanks, Drew. Bye. <laughs> thanks, Drew. Bye. Uh, Steve, you want to go? Uh, I'll go. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, so, um, so dog beer didn't work out. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I I do not like dog beer. But. And last week I had, you know, like a whole dog spa dedicated to setting yourself, your dogs up in like cool Instagram. I think I'm, I think I'm going to focus on dogs for a while. That's fine. I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert. I think that's okay. Smart. I think that my smart. next great idea is going to be dogs. These are always fun. We like to have a little fun with these. Let's so, just do it. and I, I tried to do some thorough, brief Google research. <laughs> Okay. A franchise of painting lessons for dogs. <laughs> now, P- 
painting lessons. Yes. Okay. Now, you've heard of mm-hmm. Bottle and Bottega, right? Yeah, like yeah, all sure. of those couples' nights out. Yep. Go out, uh, have a bottle of wine, yep. paint, a, you, paint a silent night together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You go with mm-hmm. a bachelorette party. You go on a couple's date. Sure. I used uh, to work at one of those. Yeah. I the instructor know. shows you a Van Gogh, and you mm-hmm. try and paint it, or you paint whatever the fuck you want. This one, you do it with your dog. Now, elephants have learned how to paint. Gorillas have learned how to paint. What if Lassie, Lassie. or Little Buttercup, the French bulldog, you put a little brush in between its little paws, Mm -hmm. and you you see what it paints, and you hang it on the wall. It probably looks like dumb bullshit, (laughs) but you know dog lovers will do it, and they'll, you know, like, uh, Mary Sue will have, like, some Merlot that she'll be drinking while she paints, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, Lassie, the French bulldog, <laughs> will be having that good old dog beer. That good old fucking dog beer. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. And I would call it mm. dog farts. But the F. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on. Hang on. <laughs> what, is the, what is the F? Fun. Yeah. Fun the arts. The stands with fun. Dog fun arts. But it's dog farts, but people... No, dog F, arts. But like the F, F dash is, arts? Yes, exactly. Okay. Dog fun arts. Dog <laughs> farts. That's my next great idea. <sighs> All right. Chris, well, you try and top I think that. that would, I actually think that would be success. I think, think that would be, be successful. successful. I mean, what it's we've learned. fucking absolutely stupid. <laughs> but like, yeah. I think so. But I think that's why. I think that's it would work. There you go. I'll try my best to beat it. Uh... Drew, could you, uh, producer Drew, mm-hmm. could you just bring up the uh, volume on my computer a little bit? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just absolutely. love having a little yeah, bit of Yeah, I should have uh, planned to have some music. You plan it. very well. I just like, your, give you I just like having a, I think a little bit of music yeah, always yeah. kind of helps things out. Um, so anyway, guys, um, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'll include you in this one. Drew, I mean, go, go ahead and start so playing Steve, it and yeah. I'll just kind of fade it Steve, in. Steve, Drew? Yeah. Yeah. When you think of sh- a shotgun wedding, mm-hmm. what do you think of? I think. Uh, 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 oh, that's right. Skeeter Shooting Range Wedding Chapel and Buffet <laughs> at Skeeter's. We're gung ho for weddings. Located just a shade north of Wilson, North Carolina, with over 137 years combined of shooting range and wedding planning experience, Skeeter's will make sure that your wedding hits the mark. Start your day off with a trap gun, then get trapped by the little lady. Finish it all off with a buffet stocked with over 173 items. Um, and you got yourself skaters. Tired of logging miles on your wedding day? Skaters is just down the street. Just take US 301 North, nine miles. Make it right on Haynes Road and take it five miles. Continue on East Langley Road for 12 miles. Then continue on Antioch Road for 5.2 miles. Make it right on US 65 Alternative East for 1.4 miles. Turn left on New Hope Church Road and take that for four miles. Then turn right on Battlemore Leggett Road and you'll see Skeeters just on the rides. <laughs> Get on down to Skeeters Shooting Range, Wedding Chapel and Buffet. We'll take good care of y'all. Remember it's Skeeters, we put the gun in shotgun wedding. Skeeters! So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. So, break it down for me though, because okay. I paid more attention to the directions than I did at the actual business <laughs> proposal. <laughs> I, I just think there's a I think there's a market out there for people who uh, I had a family member who uh, after his wedding 
went outside with all of his groomsmen and they took a wedding photo holding shotguns. I think there is a market out there for Shotgun actual weddings. like just guns and weddings combined and then just having like a like just fuck it like you got I mean, you could throw caution into the wind you're getting married let's shoot guns in the day yeah let's get married and then let's just have a giant ass buffet and call it a night actually i think it'd be I, kind no, of like I a fun think idea. i think amazing i think it's yeah. a niche market but i bet that niche is pretty big oh that is a big ass niche gun happy i'm not even in that i'm not weddings. even in that niche <laughs> technically yeah. and i would still do that and i go. still am in that niche there you go yeah i think there's enough uh people uh mainly on the conservative side i would say who are very much about con- traditional weddings and would love to put that accent of a gun upon that wedding. Mm-hmm. So I think you're onto something. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would do that. <laughs> I would fucking um, do that. I think we had a, I think we had a great show tonight. Yeah. Um, let's just wrap it up. So yeah. uh, we'll go around the horn, Drew. We want to hear what, what you thought today too. What, what would you take from today's show? What's your moral? What's your moral? What'd Drew? you take home from today's show? I mean, I think it's, I think, I don't know, the moral I'm taking in today with you guys, you know what, it's just, we ain't got no control, we, we, sorry, let me, let me change my accent, we ain't got no control over what happens on the outside of our world, okay, but all we can do is control what's on the inside of our world. <laughs> there you go. So, how about you, Steve? Um, I I think a little bit similar to Drew. I just, I'm excited for the things we learned this week. I think, mm-hmm. like, we should embrace really, really fast coming change. And not not look back, not question what's coming ahead. Let's just, let's go. As Samuel L. Jackson it. said in Jurassic Park, and it, and it was Samuel L. Jackson, not the character he played. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that the the times they are a changing, mm. and we we cannot, um, yeah, we can't get too worried about what we loved in the past, um, even what we love right now. We just kind of gotta embrace what is coming and what's ahead of us. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for I joining. Like yeah, I like that. We gotta yeah. pick and choose. We still we still have to pick and choose. Yeah. what we're gonna love in the future. There you yeah. go. And that's all. So thanks, guys. Well, hey, thanks for are you going to play us out, Joining Chris? us today. We will play you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Inferior Man. Thanks for having me uh, yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks and, for coming on. And yeah. not just uh, a laughter in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although that does make us sound way more professional. Yeah. So uh, we thank Drew for that. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Inferior Men, and find us at InferiorMen.com. Inferior or men is on Gmail. On <laughs> Gmail. At InferiorMenPursuit at Gmail.com. No one uses Gmail anymore. Inferior Men is part of the Universe Head Podcast Network. Go to UniverseHead.com for more information and exclusive content. We'll see you next time. And remember, the superior man cares about the virtue. The inferior man cares about material things. Join us next week for another episode of Inferior, inferior Men. Inferior Men. Good oh. luck, everyone. <laughs>